Drew Carey. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! No, I said I said that Drew Carey has an aura in real life, the celebrity aura, and I stand by that. And I almost spit pizza. Oh, we could come up on the mic my, a little bit. I almost there spit pizza out of my mouth. I mean, and I then kind he started of believe this, and I then don't he know. started talking more about Drew Carey. Well, I said that I saw him I playing a video game at David Buster's, <laughs> <laughs> and that was the context for the aura. He was playing one of those Star Wars games that cost like a dollar seventy-five, where you sit in it. And you pilot the snow speeder or whatever. But Got how did it. this come up? Because I was talking about like how some celebrities, like, like when you see them, you can be like really wowed by how amazing they look. Yeah. But do you remember who you brought up? Because I don't. No, that's what I was trying to remember. I don't know. It was along the lines of like Tom Cruise or somebody, though. We went real big and then <laughs> real Drew Carey. <laughs> <laughs> you said Drew <laughs> real Drew Carey. You were like, you were like, yeah. I mean, I did see Drew Carey. <laughs> 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 yeah. like, you know, the epitome of A-list celebritum. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on, man. He's on Prices Right. I had to explain him to Ben too, which was very funny. It never occurred to me that uh, someone wouldn't know who, who Drew, Drew Carey is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I listen to a lot of British podcasts, and like, I don't know any of the references. Uh-huh. Oh. I guess I wouldn't either. Yeah. I do have some more follow-up, though, on uh, another conversation we had at the pizza place. Okay, go ahead. So we were talking about earliest crushes. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I was, I said 21, Johnny Depp in 21 Jump Street, which made you claim <sighs> oh. that I was definitely Gen X and not Correct. a millennial. <laughs> and then, yep. And then I remembered having a really big crush on Kevin Costner. We did. We talked about Kevin Costner. Right. When yes. I was in fifth grade. So I looked it up. I was 10 years old. This was 1991. I was hot for Kevin Costner in the Robin Hood movie. Like, I loved him. Like, I loved him. I thought we would oh, be the together. the Robin Hood reboot with the weird... Okay. With Alan Rickman as the Sheriff of Nottingham. Uh-huh. And yeah. the Ryan Adams song that made everyone fall in love with Ke- Kevin Costner even more. Not Brian. Brian Adams, yeah, not I'm like, Ryan. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. One's a lady abuser, one's saying summer of 69. So then I told Kate this, and then she's like, wait, how old is Kevin Costner? So I looked it up, and at the time, he was 36, and I was 10. Oh. And oh. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Look, you were just a little bit shy of aphebophilia, which in those days wasn't a problem. I know I'm not supposed to be on my phone, but I'm just looking. I'm just going to show you. What did he look like at you, that time? Dude, Kevin Costner was hot in 91. It Dances with Wolves was in 1990. He won the fucking Oscar for that movie. Field of Dreams in 89. I just want you to picture a tiny Ulrika Anderson with a picture of this guy in her locker. Yes, absolutely. Full mullet. <sighs> Receding hairline. Could never get it. <laughs> Sorry. No, I think fully could never get it. Like, just because, yeah, he's got five head. I don't know about that. Like, he's got jowls there and he's only 36. I don't even get it now. And I'm 38. (laughs) 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 Well, there was a certain brand of ruggedness back in those days that I don't think I don't think translates anymore. I don't think people are into like gruff. Oh, they are. People are but people are like cut now. He's like soft bodied a little and like dad. I remember, but I remember I've told you before probably too that I was, when I was even younger than that, I was horrified by Tom Selleck. Yes. Because I thought that I would have to have a crush on somebody like, I was like, oh, when you're older, that's what you think is hot. And Tom Selleck is not. 
Tom Selleck is mom hot. Like all moms were hot for Tom Selleck. Exactly. And I was all like, oh God. Tom Selleck is <laughs> grandma hot. Moms were hot for Kevin Costner. No. Guess how I know. Your mom got a poster? Uh, Yeah, more or less. Oh boy. That's how I know about all these Kevin Costner movies. I watched all of them as a kid. With your mom? Yeah, she was obsessed with Kevin Costner and she was very flagrant about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she was the only one. Did she like, she was like, Chris, we gotta go to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta check this out. Probably. I don't know. My mom looks a lot like Sally Field, too, which is weird. I'm trying to think if there was ever a Sally Field, Kevin Costner crossover. Like a vehicle? Yeah. No, I don't know. That doesn't I'm track. I can't. Mm, I'm Gen X, but I still don't. <laughs> what was Sally Field in? What was her main? Oh, Tom. No, Tom Hanks. What's that movie? Forrest Gump. She was the mom? Yeah, she was the mom that, um, well, she blew the principal so that Forrest Gump could go to school. <laughs> You get it, Sally that's Field. That's my file card. <laughs> that's, you know, that's... I've watched that movie more than once, and I totally <laughs> I don't yeah, recall yeah. that. <laughs> that <laughs> happens in Forrest Gump. That was God. the only thing that landed for you guys. Yeah, a, a, a box of chocolates and a beach. What? Are you me? Like, what is that? Um, <laughs> I don't know. You don't watch that movie as an adult. There's oh, a lot in it that so I didn't bad. remember. I saw it a couple years ago. I think it's really good. What's wrong with it? No, it's pretty bad. What's wrong in, with it? Well, it's dark. It's really, really dark movie, and it's also Forrest just, Gump is. Yeah, it's not a feel goodery. What, what's his girlfriend's name in that movie? Jenny. Jenny. Jenny has AIDS. She's like a prostitute. It's not that bad. It's pretty bad. The implications of it are pretty bad, but it's all implied because you're seeing it from Forrest's perspective, and he don't know no better. And, he, and he's simple. Right, but I, I, it didn't like. It's kind of dramatic, but it wasn't like like. Oh man, this is super. Oh, like a terrible movie in the formal sense. No, yeah. I guess not really. Yeah. It's a Robert Zemeckis movie. It's just a series of vignettes. Like he's playing ping pong. It's he's not, with Captain Dan on a boat. It's not watching people slowly die on the Titanic. No, but you kind of are watching people slowly yeah. die in the background of the movie. Who's the guy with the, the gump and the shrimp in the boat? Yeah, Captain Dan. No. So doesn't he die too? Oh, no. Bubba Gump is, the, is the, his black friend from the army. And they own the shrimp company together. And That's he dies his friend in from Army. Yeah, he dies in Vietnam. And then he opens up a restaurant in Times Square? Yeah, I think the Bubba Grump Shrimp Factory or whatever is... It's un- a tie-in. It's, it is? Or an unlicensed, unaffiliated tie-in. It was sanctioned by Robert Zemeckis? Probably. And the estate of Forrest Gump? I don't know. Yeah. The estate of Forrest Gump? The yeah. fictional <laughs> character who's... <laughs> <laughs> Who has recently passed. Well, but there's him and then, I, I apologize, it's not Captain Dan, that's a bar. It's Lieutenant Dan. And he's oh. missing both of his legs and he's bitter about it. But then everything turns out great for him. For Lieutenant Dan? Yeah, he gets married. Oh, yeah, I guess. I don't he's know. He's got his, his legs what? at the wedding. When he, he when has legs. Oh, he does. He has yeah. artificial legs at the end of the movie. Yeah. They gave him some little... They give him pirate sticks. Oh, <laughs> I, re- I remember my grandfather loved the book, so I gave that a go, like, long after the... It's more dynamic than the movie. Uh-huh. There's, like, more stories and, like, a less of the nonsense, like him running across country and stuff. That's just in the movie. Wait, it was a book? It was a book, yeah. What came first? The book. I mean, you <laughs> never know. It was a novelization. The novelization, of course. <laughs> I fully... It was the 90s. I was fully prepared for that to be a real thing. I was like, well... That makes sense, yes. I was so hungry for Phantom Menace content in 1999 that I read the novelization. Just to get an extra couple of scenes. 
I don't even the really Star Wars prequel. Oh yeah, I don't know what we that already is. were talking about yeah. this. You don't like make em ups. Never mind. Next so topic. A make em up. Will, what you got? What's a make em up? I don't like movies that are make em ups. Fantasy worlds? Yeah. Worlds you don't wait, so you don't like the land of make believe? Not really, no. Charlie Not and the movie. Chocolate Factory, Oompa Loompas, no mas. No, the book was fine. But I not like a book. movies. I don't like, especially now. Maybe when I was a child, I liked some make em ups, but now it's like I don't have any time for it. What about like a Harry Potter? No. No, that's a full make em up? I was too old for Harry Potter when oh, they first started coming out. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone was, but some people held on to childhood very deeply and aggressively. Yeah, I got to about the fourth one. Yeah. And then I grew up and stopped. Yeah, you just go, this Stop. is. Put away childish things. Yeah, you go, oh, I'm not reading anymore. You never finish them? No. No, I'm actively anti-Harry Potter at this point. I just find the culture around it really annoying. Uh, how about you? I would buy a wizard staff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I was at like Universal Orlando and I was like in the gift shop, I'd be like, yeah. They have that at Universal <laughs> in Florida. You can buy a custom wand yeah, with a feather can, on it. Yeah, you can be like, this is my personality and they'll like build you... A, build you a wand and they just go in the back you know get the 3d printer out and be like here's your wand fucker and you're like okay wow that is nerdy <laughs> that is really <laughs> i would pay level. at least 40s of dollars for that 40s they're hundreds of dollars excuse well i'm basing this off the lightsabers no, you can get which i researched and i'm assuming the wands are equivalent literally what is the cap how much would you spend 47.99 Oh, dude, you can't get a Coke for $47.99 at a Disney <laughs> World-like <laughs> property. What are you talking about? I don't know. We just went to Olive Garden, and it was $100. So <laughs> you think you're going to go to Disneyland and get a custom 3D-printed wand? Yeah. No, man, you're in for four figures if you want a real nice one. The fuck? Made of ivory. That's what I want. And first of all, there is no ivory being carved at uh, you know an Orlando studio situation. There's no fucking way. Well, you never know. Got teenagers in the back just going, all right. Smoking a little pot and then just got their whittling sticks out like this one's going to be sick. Whittling plastic, not actual ivory. Or wood. They could have some wood sticks back there that they... I can't believe that was $108. <laughs> yeah. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Welcome to Green and Lewis. We, we just went to Olive Garden. <laughs> that work i can't tell because it's so pervasive in the room <laughs> that in my headphones it's i don't know okay. i think with three mics that might actually sound pretty good though we just went to live from <laughs> tibet yeah <laughs> we just went to the you know the malaysian live from, <laughs> live from Times square <laughs> olive garden here's the sounds of the gong <laughs> the sounds of the gong yeah this is our first field trip episode it oh, feels true. really good actually to not be at home but i feel more subdued I All have to salt. say, I feel a little sad about still not ever having seen you guys' apartment. Oh well, you'll you'll get a, you'll get a chance to. We have roaches right now. It's not a place <sighs> you want to be. Okay, I feel pretty good. About <laughs> <laughs> These like little fuckers come out of the pipes, and I go, "Oh, you go to hell. You go to hell, and you die." Little ones, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not Here the big we ones. get the big ones. Yeah. Big ones are at least like, oh, well, you got in somehow. Little ones are like, how'd you get in? You're too small. I'm embarrassed that we talked about that. I'm going to have to figure out how to get rid of that part. How to delete the, the roaches? Yeah. But I have I big promise ones we're not unclean. It's just 
No, no, it just happens. I mean, I grew up in New York. There was when that was one of the we had the Roach motels in the kitchen, and I remember like looking in them oh. and looking at the roaches because I didn't get how gross it was. And then you're like, oh damn. And my mom was like, get away from that. Oh no. Yeah, no, that's the other part of it that I hate is you have to spray and do things like that, and now there's poison all over the place. Combat. In the kitchen. Oh, yeah, we need combat. Combat. That's the way? That's yeah. the way. That's when a When that brand. came out, it stopped. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have, like, bootleg, like, spray, like, kills ants, roaches, and other pestilence. No combat. We nailed it. <laughs> they just don't get the big ones that we have here. Oh, that's, yeah, because they're too big. Hold the mic closer to your mouth. I can't turn you up, but I can turn you down. Is that close enough? Yes. Yeah, you need to be like, you know, all up on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please don't You'll break tell me if it pops. It won't pop. That's why we have the little, okay. the little screen on there. And I've oh, got it all okay. handled on the back end, but it's got to be loud. I'm getting used to the, the mic. The joy of the microfo- microphonics. <laughs> no, you've got two puppy <laughs> things. <laughs> oh, we wow. don't take enough pictures while we do this. Will you be a picture man? Why do I Put down your wine and take pictures. But I mean, isn't that kind of like the magic of podcasts is they go straight into your head and the person is like imagining what's happening? That is true. I mean, since I listen to so many podcasts and then I, I'll see pictures of people doing podcasts and it freaks me out because I've had like a vision in my head of how it was like going down the whole time. And you don't like the reality of learning them? No. So well, actually, yeah, I've watched some like video podcasts after like oh yeah dude watching those two guys is very funny they have good facial expressions oh okay you watched joe rogan (laughs) (laughs) oh boy (laughs) i don't watch joe rogan no one should that's okay was that you or was it i think it was dustin that was accusing me of listening (laughs) to joe rogan you kind of feel like you would be you would be open to joe rogan i've dipped in but like many people have said before me he's like a a smart, stupid man, and I can't listen to him for that long, even if I like a lot of the people that he interviews. You find Rogan to be the problem, yes. not the people that he interviews. Okay. A hundred percent. Because I only listen to people that I'm interested in him interviewing. Right. He did Fear Factor, right? Yes. Like, everyone needs to, I feel like this just needs to be broadcast as many times as possible. He was the Fear Factor host. You just want to remind people of that. Like, why why are we listening to this man for anything? You want to use our podcast that has 20 listeners to, to remind bring people down that Joe, Joe Rogan, Rogan yes. the guy with 8 million <laughs> unique downloads and episodes, Take was him also down on a Fear notch, Factor. Bro. Yeah, I want, yeah uh, you get him. Go off. Uh, <laughs> I want him to get, you know... Stop being smug and bald. <laughs> no, well, my I, job, I fully appreciate him because he's getting a lot of like bros into kind of weird spirituality yes. stuff. And I love that. But it's not for me. Gotcha. That's like, true. I don't need to listen to it. It gets bros into ketamine, which no. No, it gets bros into DMT. Which he is gets different. bros into intravenous ketamine. And I'm down with that. What the fuck is that? That's for like deep depression. Oh, it works. Oh, if you go K-holing, you can come out of depression. Uh, they do intravenous uh, ketamine injections for people, and it helps with depression, yeah. Hmm. Don't give him ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? It's not like I can come across that on the street. <laughs> I, can't go to, I can't go to our uh, titular corner and be like, yo, man, you got that K? You got that K in a needle? I mean, I feel like one of our trap houses probably has some. We have two. One's a little you know, more subdued than the other, so the mellow one might have it. 
the mellow one d- uh, to our to right. To the left. Yeah, that's my buddy. Shout but out then you would have to figure out how to shoot it off. <laughs> yeah, which I've never, <laughs> no. I've never how done much that. and all that. No, no, I think no, that no, sounds no, like no, a no. mess. I mean, I'll just watch that scene from Pulp Fiction. You need a lighter and a spoon. And you stab yourself in the chest? That's heroin. (laughs) (laughs) I'm assuming it's similar. Do they make it in like EpiPen form where you just stab your thigh and you're like, I'm happy. I don't know, man. I think all this stuff you need a doctor for. Oh, well. Because then you're also tripping out, but there's like a therapist present. So like when you're free, if you freak out or anything, then you you have somebody to talk to you and be like, you're fine. You're fine. Oh. And then they help you. Also, like these drug experiences, like everybody wants to do these drug experiences because they're like, oh, if this is going to be a quick fix. But you do the experience to realize what you need to realize. But then you also have to integrate it into your everyday life. You can't just like have an experience and just be like, oh, whoop, I'm done. I'm not going to have a problem. It's like a hunting expedition for what you need to work on internally. Right, but it's like, so you get to see what the goal is before you get to the goal. So you, like, know what you're doing. Because most of the time, like, mental health stuff is just, like, I just feel bad, make it better. And mm-hmm. it, it you can't just do that immediately. Isn't that what, li- like, lithium is for? No? You can't do that, right? I don't know anything about lithium. I don't know. I feel Drugs. like li- lithium is just an old school antidepressant or, like, uh, what are those called? SSRIs? That just sort of. I think of lithium is a way more intense. Than yeah, that. it's a little different. Yeah, but it just but it just shuts you off. Is all I was. Yeah, it's at. mommy's little helper. <laughs> Mommy needs a minute. <laughs> yeah, a lithium M- and a glass of wine. Yeah, yeah. MMNI. Yeah. I don't think anybody <laughs> takes it recreationally. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know about that. People no, I don't know. think so. No, no. Yeah. No, that's that's some prescription strength. Uh, yeah. No. Pretty sure. I feel like that was like a Betty Draper drug. Yeah, definitely. Oh, all right. But plenty of people take prescription strength stuff for fun. <laughs> That's I not, mean, yeah. I'm not one of these pill flipping kids here. What is it? Pill, mm. pill tripping? Pill flip? You guys do. I think you're thinking of candy flipping, but that has nothing to do with prescription <laughs> medication. Oh, fucking no. Did we not just have a discussion about how I don't do cocaine and have never and no? Will's dare corner. What did would you, you like to say? <laughs> did you Stay ever in drugs? K- keep out school. I don't know. How's that? What's the phrase? No. <laughs> I don't know. Damn. We got to get you in there with some seventh graders, man. I think you'd really have an impact. <laughs> <laughs> be like, was this guy on cocaine? Because he wasn't making any sense. I'm like, no, that's just. Oof. Hi, do you want to see what uh, exhaustion times like <laughs> sodium oversaturation looks like? Well, th- you could grow up to be this guy. Oh fuck! Never mind. I'm never Sodium, doing that. Exa- yeah. The yeah. type of person that orders Italian-style nachos. <laughs> <laughs> you, if you want to grow up into that, fill them with fear. <laughs> the guy who not only orders them, but then at the end of the meal eats the congealed solid piece left over. Fifteen minutes after everything has gone cold, listen. The reactor has melted. And he down. said it was You're the right best part. It was <laughs> the best bite. Uh, you think you're fully missing out on the opportunity? Did that taste like oregano? Yeah, that artificial oregano. Oh yeah, that tasted like the artificial rehydrated oregano. Oh. I was down with the mozzarella sticks, spinach, and artichoke dip. I did not like the chips. No, the chips were bad. Uh, Smeared f- on a breadstick. The Alfredo was terrible. Yeah. Like, really bad. The entree in general was really bad. 
or tour of Italy. Yeah, the tour the of tour, Italy was terrible. We split a tour of Italy. La tour all'Italia. Chicken parm, lasagna, and fettuccine Alfredo. The most American shit in the world. Which, <laughs> which Will portioned into <laughs> to three plates for us. And we all took a little tour of Italy. And I would say thumbs down. Thumbs down. Yeah, it stretched. They were called all those things, you know? They were called lasagna, but... They were stretching the conceptual airplane food. Definition. It was really <laughs> yeah. it all airplane tasted food. like airplane food. I feel like nothing had like a solid form except for the the chicken cutlet that was too too hard solid. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> like it was like a study in different for- kinds of mass where there was like liquid, solid, and air, uh, and artificial and art pure artificial oregano. <laughs> Are you from the Middle Ages? Liquid, solid, and air. <laughs> Gas. Whatever. I the ether. <laughs> That's the ether. The ether. Oh, oh man. <laughs> uh, lovely waitress. Yeah, our waitress was great. What was her name? Judith? No. Did we even ask her? I looked at her name she, tag and I tried to remember. She it. said it. It was like, oh, fuck, I don't remember. Red hair, smile from ear to ear. Yeah. Like real joy. That Marcy? wasn't. She wasn't she wasn't faking it. I think you're just making up names Wait, that grab fit the receipt. her personality. Grab the receipt in my bag and we can figure it out. I want to say it's Lucinda, Marcy. Lucinda's Um, pretty far from Marcy. I think so. Which one? Or is that wine store? Wines and spirit. Okay. (laughs) Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's use retail brain. Lindsay. Marcy. Lindsay. Lindsay, Judith. It's all the same. Well, it's Lindsay J. Maybe it was Lindsay Judith. Ooh, she did seem like a two-name Midwesterner, like Mary Jane. Or she's Lindsay... Jankowitz or Do you something think like it's that. it's better to work? So there were multiple stories to this Olive Garden. Yeah, yeah. And we had to go up to three. It was an MC Escher like situation. <laughs> Every place you were in was a thoroughfare. I felt like it was more like dim sum, where it was like you just kept going up, and you were like, "There's more." It was, yeah, <laughs> it was like going to Golden Unicorn, and you're like, "Okay, banquet room, banquet room, another hallway. Okay, this person's going to deck me with a tray of hot food. Okay." Yeah, they come around with a cart. They're like fried lasagna, fried lasagna, fried lasagna. <laughs> uh, that would have fried been mozzarella. <laughs> that yeah. would have been the better. ideal way, actually. Just like I'll try one of those. I mean, that was kind of the experience of looking through the menu. Yeah, I haven't seen a menu that I've that has had pictures on it <laughs> in a good fifteen years. That's that is impossible, but I I know it's like you a mean. diner. Yeah, that is impossible because like we went to Hot Pot and that has yeah pictures. that has oh it has that's different. It is, but I will say this menu was the first menu that made me want to re-sanitize my hands after I'd already done it, it and then touched yeah. it. The whole place was like that. Yeah. It was sticky everywhere. When I said, remember I said the bottom of my shoe felt like it was falling off? I think I just no. stepped on something sticky in the restaurant and it was stuck on my shoe until we got to 44th Street. Yeah. No, it was... It was like being on a United flight. There was like, like matter in every crevice. Children had just been where you were. Felt, it felt, yeah, it felt worn out. It felt like... It looked tired. Yeah, it was like a tired, tired old man. <laughs> <laughs> it was the color Actually, of a tired like old Actually, like a tired old, old lady. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh know. The color of the walls was jaundice. It was. Yeah. Oh, the bathroom walls were even worse. That was stuck in 1992. Like, and I had oh. like a low-grade... Anx- I didn't even go to the bathroom because I didn't want to see. Oh. But it was like a low-grade anxiety the whole time. Even though I had like a lovely time with you guys and the view of Midtown or Times Square was 
weird and novel. It was, like I said, it was like a sports bar. It was like distracting, yes. but then still like kind of entertaining. And no- no- it was novel for me because I don't ever, you know, that's not. It was novel, but I, I was immediately sad because the whole quest was ironic. And then I was in there trying to like look for interesting things happening. And I was like, oh, no, all these people are just here earnestly. And it's bumming me out. I don't like, even know. Y- really? You had that feeling? Yeah. It, the clientele was bumming me out. I didn't think anybody was there reluctantly at all. People seemed like excited about it kind of. I like, don't know that they were excited, but they were fu- But I, di- I felt like it wasn't like a, a... I didn't think it was cynical. It was more like a lark. But it's just because I... I'd ne- I mean, I've been maybe to an Olive Garden once in my life. So I just wanted to see what it was like. Right. It was genuine curiosity for me. I, I, I w- Yeah. I feel like there was a lot of like resignation was the theme. I feel like when I went to the bathroom, walking through the like <laughs> the hallway of tables, everyone just looked like a little grumpy and a little like I'm at an Olive Garden. I'm like, yeah, you're here, your family. Yeah, sit down, shut up. Yeah, and yeah. Have a, you know, Italian margarita, motherfucker. Like, do it. And then you see the giant table of twelve people. I'm like, oh no, this can't be right. I didn't see any like large parties of people having fun at at the olive garden well we we heard at least two birthdays i actually saw oh that's true guys next year instead of hot oh, pot no no no, no, no i don't no, 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 no. also i can't afford it because i can take you to hot uh, pot because yeah, it's free me? for me <laughs> but i can't go even if you had to pay for hot pot with four people it would have been the same price think about it that way sick we went to hot pot with four people we went to olive garden with three people I hot pot ha- would have been the same price Let's not think about what the money we could have done with the money. Oh, I have something to say about money Go that ahead. I feel like you might be able to advise me on. He's going to hate this. All right. So I had a guy. Hang in there, Will. Let's mm. go. I, I had a I had a guy who was an acquaintance of mine when I lived in Ohio in college. Like, I wasn't even really friends with him, but we encountered each other socially. He was a friend of a friend, right? And I always really liked him, um, and he was very nice. But I probably met him twelve times. And we talked the other day. He DMs me on Instagram and he goes, camper. I'm so sorry to ask you this. And I was like, what? What is this? He doesn't live in New York. So how often do you speak to him? Never. Never. I haven't spoken to him in over 10 years. Yeah. And he's like, I'm so sorry to ask you this, but I overdrew my bank account and I need $28. I get paid on Monday. I will Venmo you back $35 if you give me the $28. So immediately I'm like, Sam, like, I never talked to you. <laughs> you said that to him. Yeah, right? I, okay, said, yeah. I, was, I, said, I said this. I said, here's the thing. Sam, I never talked to you. Yeah. Like, if you're desperate enough to ask me for this, I feel for you, but you have to understand that I have no way of knowing that this is a scam. And he was like, dude, I totally understand. And then he started talking to me about a podcast we both like. Just, like, right? started a whole separate conversation. And so I talked to him about that for a second. Yeah. And I was like, this is real. Like, he's not trying to scam me. Now he's just having a conversation with me. Uh-huh. That's just totally, we've just totally moved on. Right. And so after, like, three or four back and forths, I was like, you know what, Sam? Like, I will send me your Venmo. I will send you the $28. If you're just stealing the $28, like, whatever. Yeah. But I believe you, and I'm just trusting you here. Yeah. Send me it back on Monday when you get paid. Yeah. Today's Saturday, by the way, so I don't know what happened yet. But I just had a feeling that he wasn't lying. Yeah. And I'm hoping he doesn't 
fuck me. But it's like, I don't care about the $28. Right. I have $28 in my Venmo account at all times. That's so what's the difference? But yes, no, but that's what, that's exactly what I like would go on. Well, a, I, uh, the whole, I, I don't know you're asking me cause I give people money. All yeah. The time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, if people ask me for stuff, I give it to them. And the kind of the point of that is like that I don't have to make those judgment calls. Right. That I just decided like if somebody asked me for something and I have the ability to give it to them, why wouldn't you give it to them? And then it's like if you just take out the whole part about like judging like that is that you're some kind of person that has to be able to like make a discernment about it. Like you're going to live without that $28. Right. Right. And also, even if he was scamming you, he might be like in a fucked up situation that he needs $28 and then you're still helping him out. Right. And you might not get it back. So then it's just kind of like, yeah, if I'm fine, if I'm okay, you know, if it starts to get a lot of money, of course, you know, if it's problematic to yourself, then I wouldn't do it. But yeah, and then you also had a gut feeling that it was fine. So then why not do it? It just felt fine. Yeah. And I, I also did tell him that this is the, f- because I don't want to get into a situation where I'm being asked for money by people like this. Yeah. I told him like, it, it, this is the first and only time. Like that's my condition. Right. Of this loan or even if it's just taken from me. Yeah. Like you never ask me this ever again. Right. And then it's yours. But like, I, I, I see what you're saying about like not, not wanting to put yourself in the position of making those judgments, but yeah. don't you fear that like with homeless people in a dollar at a time, it's one thing, but like with something like this, I'm yeah. afraid of, I'm afraid of lending people significant quantities of money. Well, I mean, see, well, I, what is significant though? That's over 20, the whole thing. Over $20. Even some though people, some people think it's like crazy to give a dollar to every homeless person you see, but then it's also, it's just like, for me, I've made a calculation that it's never going to be more than like $500 a year. Well, you're well on your way based on today. Well, today was rough because we went to fucking <laughs> Times Square. It was really... I'm it's a down. heavy day. Tonight was like... Today was $10, I think. But then there's like weeks where I don't give anybody anything. Uh-huh. And then... Uh, I mean, so it averages out to like maybe like 500 bucks. Sure. Uh, and I can give that. And it's like if I'm giving it to people that are asking for it or if somebody asks me to buy them a sandwich, I'll buy them that. But it's like then I'm giving it to them and they get to have it and do whatever they want to do as like an autonomous human being rather than me giving it to some weird like third. Then you're just like having a human reaction interaction with somebody. It makes you not ignore homeless people on the street. It makes you not get to pick and choose who you think you're going to give it. You're like, I don't know about this guy. That doesn't really come up that often. Right. You just give it and it like makes you less avoidant of people so but i mean if it was like a friend an old friend who asked for 28 dollars, i'd probably just give it i mean say what you want to say because i know you want to trash this and you're holding back if you gave it in cash i feel like cash is fine like sure you need 30 here i'll spot you 30 dollars whatever but what if you're getting like reverse hacked on venmo I thought about that for a second and I, and I figured there's no, there's really no way to do that. And even if there were, were all I have to do is go to Venmo and say like, I got scammed, reverse oh. the chart. Like there's not a, oh. there's nothing that could happen there. I don't know anything about technology. So uh, yeah, that was my only, I'm like, hmm. they don't have access to your bank account. At most they have access to your Venmo account, which after I gave them $28 has $12 left. In they it. Can't, so fine, take yeah, my $12. Can't, like, they can't ping it. If yeah. it's really that bad, that's what you'll do. Hmm. You know? 
It 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 seemed low risk is all I meant to say. But what I like is the idea of not alienating your relationships with other people. Like yeah. why introduce a mediator? Right. Of a charity or right. whatever. Really that's just a way to like deny your responsibility. You're yeah. kind of like just putting it you're putting it on somebody else to do the good thing and you get to take the credit for and it. And then that becomes like a political thing where you're just like, why aren't other people taking care of this? And then it's like, what's your own response? Like nobody's stopping anybody from cooking food for people and taking it to them. Like you can literally do whatever you want. Right. And if you don't have $500 and like say, okay, I'm going to give out $20, you give out $20 and then you stop giving out money. And then you don't even have to worry about it anymore. It actually, like, it's weirdly selfish after a while. Yeah. Because you're just like, I don't have to think about this. And I get to, like, feel good. And I've had, like, weird, funny interactions. I've had not-so-great interactions sure. with people. All of the above. But you're just like, this is what I'm doing now. Right. So, I don't know. Does that one lady still hang out outside the Equinox? Uh, she's around here up here, but she never asked for money. Oh, uh, huh. I've yep. seen her tear up a $5 bill and throw it on the street. That tracks with her. Yeah. I kind of like, I kind of like, <laughs> she kinda, yeah, she's a, she's a no fucks given. I lady. did once she was like looking around and like seeming like she was trying to get somebody's attention and mm-hmm. I walked a block and then I walked back to her and I just went up to her and I said, do you need anything? And she looked at me and she was like, no, I'm good. And I was like, great. And then I left. So she's in and out. Yeah. I don't think that's the moral of that story. but <laughs> <laughs> In and out of consciousness, cash, liquidity, you know, several different things. Well, you never think about that. You never think about there might be times when a homeless person is just fine. Because no one ever asks them. Right. But a lot of people project. I mean, it's just it's just a mass. People project everything on everybody all the time. And it's like if you think about everybody as a mirror more then it's just kind of like in that situation, what would I want? You know, it just doesn't turn into like a power game. That's what I like about just deciding to give. Also, it's just I mean, sorry, Will. It's just good energetically. Like if you think about money that you don't like hold on to it. Yeah. That you just keep it moving. Then it's going to, I just, I do feel like it's going to come back. I don't feel like I'm going to run out of money because I'm doing this. Yeah. Or that I'm missing out on anything. Guys, I just splashed out a bunch of money to go to the Olive Garden. (laughs) (laughs) As we all did. Yes. True. But what if you also don't carry See, cash? I'm not a cash person. Yeah, well, then you no. just don't worry about it. I don't That's know. That's your own choice. Yeah. I mean, I should carry cash. I don't carry cash either, so I give it to people on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Via <Fair>. Venmo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. The Venmo the Venmo tip system worked for someone. <gasps> I thought about doing it. It wasn't oh. you. It worked against you. It negatively... You were susceptible to it. Hi, oh, wait. I thought somebody donated to the podcast. No, no. Will donated saying that in reverse. Somebody inverted it. Yeah. Oh. Maybe they maybe they listened <laughs> to this and thought, hmm. I can, I can turn guy. this around. <laughs> I can bleed green and Lily. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly Sam, dry. if you're out there, I'm on to you, buddy. Fat cats. I know where you live. <laughs> no. He probably like looked and went to like Sam Ash on Mayfield Road and was like, "Oh, a microphone costs this much." Well, that was the He's thing. Got twenty eight dollars. The specificity of twenty eight dollars was just like okay. 
Like no, but that's what scam artists do. That's yeah. like a classic move. Yeah, I guess. But like, so what? Then you're going to use it for what? To have twenty eight dollars or to buy drugs or something? Like, what do you? You know, it's twenty eight dollars. Yeah, it could be a lot of lot of blow for him right now. Yeah. It's not a lot of blow. No, it's can't a get any blow for blow. that. You can get a lot of Milwaukee's best though. That's true. Yeah, you could get two thirty racks of Milwaukee's best in Ohio. What? That much, much money? Probably. Yeah. That's disgusting. Where? A gas station. Mm. Gas station singular? Every gas station. Oh. Plural. Mm. Mm. I heard single gas station, and I was like, mm, mm-hmm. Yes, gas station, Michael. Nothing, never mind. <laughs> that was such a scowly look at <laughs> I I Wow, I like the facial. I do. Maybe you should video. <laughs> there <laughs> there like are just times when I, when I can hang on by a thread to what you're talking about, <laughs> but that was one where... Yeah, that was I had nothing for I you. Mean, I'm really sorry. I'm a little loopy right now, so it's fine. You're filled with salt and sugar. Yeah, because there was so much sugar in that food too. You wanted dessert. You I were did gung want ho about going yeah. in for dessert for. But then but you and I had three chocolates each. That's true. Check, so. That was the best part. No, I don't even want to say that with hesitation. Mm. I think it was. I, no, Maybe except for I the enjoyed the spinach and artichoke dip. You guys, man, I don't know what that's about. That's it was also, fine. Mm. That's also something we could get at, like at TGI Fridays. It was exactly the same as that. A freezer section. Yeah. But now with that view. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, no, I wanted the dessert and I kind of still wanted it in the moment, but I mostly wanted the experience to be over at that point. Right, because the anxiety had run. The anxiety and it smelled like a changing station in there. I don't know. Yeah. I was in the bathroom and there was a guy changing his baby and he was like, he was like, you're the best baby. You're the best baby. (laughs) You're the best baby. And he kept saying it over and over while he was changing his baby. And I was like, this is weird, man. Like there's other people here, you know? I, I, but you didn't like read this dark when we were there. I don't. Yeah. But this is what I'm thinking about. Oh, okay. While everything else is going on. So all the time it reads a little darker. In, in my life, like my perception is a little bit darker than I let on. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Huh, that's weird. Really? I, I, I find that hard to believe. Because there's no, <laughs> no difference between us sitting here and us sitting in that restaurant. So, like, you being like, like I don't know, it's a little dark, like, while we were... I don't know what the difference would be. Uh, also, isn't the goal to, like, have your internal life be your external life? Like, isn't that, like, kind of ease? Isn't that what you want? Um, I think that's what everybody tells you you should want, but that doesn't square with my experience most of the time. That sounds terrifying. What? <laughs> no, no, it sounds good. I want to make it very clear that I think that's a great condition. It's like yes. singularity, but it's just never worked for me. What, inside to straight to outside? Yeah. So why did you need like a 20-minute break between Olive Garden and now to... To like let things go. Yeah, yeah. To be like there was a man with a baby. And I just settle into different environments or I just save it for the podcast. Uh-huh. At this point, the whole reason for this was this. Uh, the whole reason. Do you catch my meaning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so that I can do what I feel like so is the truth with no mediation. It. But I needed an imaginary audience to do it. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I do. I do understand because like there will be like aspects of me, especially when like when I do stuff where you're where you do have the imagined audience, which is kind of like, well, I mean, that's Instagram on some levels has made that kind of like aspects of our minds like super easy. And it's kind of gross. It's not like the most. What do you mean? It's not like. 
the the neat like you're saying that you have the podcast because you're like you want like the idea of other people hearing like kind of your like interpretation of what the reality was yes like a step removed yes that's what instagram is too for totally. a lot of people no well yeah it's a mediated like look at this thing that i did and you're like that's not how that went like how many times did you take that photo like you know, there's rehearsal involved in the presentation of that lived experience. If it was lived at all, or if it was staged. Right. But it's like, it's like, it's like the fast, it's like fast food of art. Cause you're trying to like make your subjective experience or what you want people to imagine your subjective experience is. Oh, that tracks. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. And it'd be like, Oh, here. Right. So with art, it's more like, hopefully, <laughs> I there's more layers to peel back there's to the more onion. layers to peel back and this is just like the fastest like hit of dopamine or like the kind of like i get back something from it immediately i don't know podcasting i think is different though because it's like you can have like longer format conversations where you come to conclusions with other people whereas instagram is just singularly your own yeah yeah you're, you're sending it out to an audience with no reception other than the like button and comments were just which are just the equivalent of likes most of the time with no elaboration well instagram was going to get rid of likes like the number counter i'd be into that just to like this person liked it and this person liked it and then no number they would never do that because people would abandon their platform yeah without the dopamine hit of the social currency i mean well, without ad money have no interest in it nobody would the the thing, ab- the thing about this, though, is I think I disagree with... Not disagree, but I have a different no, no, interpretation no, of this. I, like, yeah. I don't think that what I'm doing right... I think what I'm doing right now is a lot closer to who I actually am. Than and, and who you mm, actually were at the Olive totally, Garden? yes. And, okay. I don't th- and I don't think that that is true somewhere. of Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. This is more real than... Yeah, totally. Even when Will and I are just doing it and it's just our goofy sense of humor, that feels way more that feels way closer to who I actually am inside than than in my everyday life walking around. Huh. The many faces of campy. <laughs> but I've always kind of felt that way. I thought everybody did. But do you feel but like only in the podcasting format or like if we had like a long like we had a long conversation on the roof the other day that's at an also, art opening. That's also for real. That's for real. The the podcasting just is a for example. It just seems like a format where I can do that and I don't fear anything. Okay. What I am someone who quite frankly doesn't have filters anymore because I'm old and tired and shit. So like why why feel no those get thrown out the window at like 26 and you're like i don't give a fuck anymore right uh it's taken me a lot longer than that oh well yeah well you're a pretty consistent person you more or less act the same if anything you you heighten on here yeah yeah kind of a hype man (laughs) especially when you do those astros (laughs) (laughs) they're skilled motherfuckers okay (laughs) I am nothing but a consummate <laughs> professional. I'm an, I'm Do you practice those? <laughs> Stream <laughs> consciousness, baby. I can just see you in the shower, just kind of like check us out on Instagram. <laughs> how, what, how do you spell it? You know, getting the intonation of that question right. Oh my god, I can't see that at all. My my constant struggle with you is trying to get you to take this seriously at all. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you guys never hear is me ranting at will. Please, will you please try and broadcast? No, I think, I think we hear that. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you don't hear, you hear 25% of it. 
Listen, I do a great job. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we're we're on the road. This is the first non-Green and Lewis located Green and Lewis. So we're in this in my house. Yes, Casa Dolrico. Yeah, which has been name checked once before. Casa Buca de Rica. To keep it along. Buca del Rico. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> there you go. Oh you boy. <sighs> You're here. You're uh, you know related. Family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wanted to make a Fast and the Furious joke about family, but I couldn't string together the red lines. So never mind. Mm. Um, so wait, what's the setup when you guys do it at your house? I don't have similar to, hold to this, this. Do you have Alan on a meditation cushion and then the two of you <laughs> on a sofa. Is that what happened? It does look almost exactly like this, but except Will usually sits in his chair to my right. Okay. And I'm I'm on the couch. But if we've had a guest, when we had Alan and Erica do it, I usually sit over there and then everybody sits over here. Does anybody ever stand up? No. Well, Will stands up to go to the fridge and stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, like, no, stand up while they're talking. No, I don't think so. It would mm. be uncomfortable to do that for an hour. If you want to stand up, you can. No, no, no. But like if you're getting like really excited about something, you stand up. Have you ever thought about just standing up to see if you could get like more? Getting more oomph or like momentum into a. Uh, yeah. Yes. It's no less passive. Yeah. No, mm. I haven't thought about that. I mean, I don't get that excited. No. I don't even hold the fucking microphone for Christ's sake. What do you do with I it? I have a robot arm. He has a Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, he does. I couldn't be trusted to he hold a microphone. He has a Joe Rogan so. style like robot arm because he hits his face into the microphone. You've been doing it the whole time. I, I know. I would be down with that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Uh, you're the second person to say that, that they don't like holding it. No one does. Well, it feels so performative. Yeah. Ooh. Maybe that's why I like holding Did it. Did I pop? No, no, no. I was thinking about what you said. Yeah, that everybody needs a stand. I also think everybody needs the headphones. No, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what it sounds like. Do you want to put them so. on? Sure. Here. It's going to be real this weird. This is going to be really weird for me because I always have them on. All right. This is our new sound engineer, Ulrika Anderson, recording oh for duty. God. Yeah. If you're like, if you're listening to it while you're doing it, it it's a totally like different thing. It feels like you're in a podcast yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As as a frequent listener of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is it like putting on the VR glasses where you're like, oh my God, it's real? I just want to close my eyes and pretend I'm listening. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's yeah, this is super different. Yeah, but it's, 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 it's hard for me right now to know what to do. See? And yeah. you just let us like flop around. Out yeah, there yeah. It's easier headphones. to follow like yeah. the cues yeah, of the conversation. shit's on us for not knowing on. how to hold the fucking microphone. Right, right. Some Do bitch. you want to put the headphones on? You've no. never worn them. I don't want them. Are you sure? No, I don't want Do them. Do it. No. I want to see what you, what you act like when you have them on. <sighs> Mother of Jesus. Chris is smiling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. This is why I don't wear these. Why you don't like it? No, because it sounds like we're in like an antechamber or like in a, like an empty concert hall. Yeah. Like my auditory experience is very... Uh, it's on a slight delay, right? No, it's not the delay. It's that there's air. I like it because it feels more like you're in like kind of the auditory environment. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy it. It's very odd. No me gusta. Get the, no. Okay, give them back to me. Will wants all technology like removed from. You want it. You want it as natural conversation as possible. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like I don't want. Like, didn't it sound like you were about to give a TED talk? Yeah, but I feel kind of excited about it. Yeah, it's more exciting. Oh, heebie-jeebies. Now I feel weird having them on, knowing that you guys just. Had if them on. you 
if you were to give a TED talk, what would it be about? Hmm. Like you haven't had any, you know, like when you were younger and you'd watch like award shows and then you'd kind of assume that you would win one one day and kind of imagine what you would say. You have to give a speech. Do you, you don't have that with like TED talks? Like what would you talk about? I don't only because I don't have, I feel like I have a breadth of knowledge, not a depth. Of one so, thing. So I don't think I have like 10 minutes on anything that I could model. Well, that's not true. I do. But nothing that I'm like, nothing that's impressive or nothing that's like interesting to anybody else. Right. Like I don't have an original, I've never had an original idea about anything. Like I think if there's one thing I wanted in my life, it would be to like contribute something original to the discourse. And that's never happened. And I think TED Talk people at least think they have that. Most of the time they don't. I'm trying to figure out what an original idea is. I don't know what <laughs> like that what is. Like, what qualifies as an original for. idea? I don't know. Like, like when um, when thinkers in any field, like, put... Like when Brene Brown talks about vulnerability. That's not an original thing. I no. Oh, oh, my God. Love. Just Brene Love that Brown? Bitch. You do? Oh, that's just sound clips for days. You're just I like, yes, God. <laughs> I yeah I I don't I have me I have mixed feelings but Chris doesn't know who this is so mm. you guys know. can talk about it burn up some minutes it's very platitudinal and you're like girl we know uh again a little bit like Joe Rogan I'm really excited about what she's doing but it's not for me I don't know who it's for is the real like is can it anybody back up and tell me what she is and what she's doing <laughs> that's also very hard to do. I don't know what if I I don't know if like she's officially like a th is she a therapist? I thought she was like know, an Oprah so adjacent person. She talks a lot about like being vulnerable and like uh how that she's like a self-help person. Okay. And then she just like reframes how you can think about things so that they're uh so that you don't get so like anxious about them and that actually like being vulnerable is more I don't, I can't speak yeah, it's for like, her. It's like an openness, like, like, you know, like you have to ex like be ready to accept anything and closing yourself off from the world is always a bad thing. Like you're going to get hurt. Yeah. Okay. So, so you, just you have, have to, to put yourself it. through yeah. stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Marianne Williamson's VP. Basically, um, actually. I mean, that would make her probably more popular. That would be the Sauvignon uh -huh. Blanc ticket right there. I wonder if Brene Brown would be down though. Fuck no. Because no, I don't know what her politics are. Well, I thought mm -hmm. her whole thing was making herself vulnerable. Yeah, but that doesn't there. mean she's not like conservative or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I like, she's like, I think you need to be vulnerable, but not with my tax dollars. Fuck <laughs> all of you. Yeah, maybe. I have no <laughs> idea. I can't speak for her. Well, yeah, that's a nice sentiment. Why do you know about this, Will? Gay internet. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, social gays. I on mean, the they internet, talk yeah. about it on Whispering Aliens, which is the podcast, or on um, Bitch Sesh, which is the uh, podcast about Real Housewives. The, so. the Lost Culture Eastas talk about it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. All the worlds talk about it. Yeah, you just. You the just whole version of the internet that I'm not on talks <laughs> yeah, about you don't, it. Yeah, you don't come yeah, to yeah. our corners. Sorry, I'm reading manifestos. Uh, they don't talk about Brene Brown on <laughs> no, Reddit. They don't I talk don't about know. they don't talk about Brene Brown and Eight Chance. Oh, <laughs> I'm surprised actually. I feel like that would be fresh fodder for. I feel like that they, they would name check her at least at some point. No. Uh, yeah, Someone I'm sure. Th we should save this one for the gym episode. I'm sure he would have some good crossover content. He would be the bridge here. Do you ever have like 
but like, are you going to have like content then that you're going to bring up for him specifically or with Jim? No way. No, no, you no, just no, let no, him no. fly. I, I think with everybody, I'm very against having things to talk about in general. We sort of have topics if like we saw a movie or something came out or whatever, right. but like we don't write anything down unless it's desperate. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not making a list of like things to talk about with you or with Jim or with not him. even no. a mental list. Well, I make a list that's like, if we really run out of things to talk about, I'll consult the list. Right. It's just, well, you make a list and if things come up, you can be like, oh, got it. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Or you can kind of guide it, but I don't do that. I don't, I don't do that. Right. That would require me to be organized, which, nope. So you're not taught. Yeah. So you don't have a bunch of topics that you're going to. Well, do you want me to consult the yes. list? Because I do have the yes, list. Yes, I want to hear what the list is. Try me. I just want to see, like, I want to see what you think. Well, yeah, it gets really I don't think any of this see? is going to, yeah, I don't think any of this is going to be really good. Oh, I already talked. Okay, I talked that $28 to Instagram acquaintance. Sure, so, like, I wrote fair, that down when yeah. it happened, thinking if I forgot, I could go to uh-huh, that. Uh-huh. Brene Brown. Right. See, he does uh, know who she is. I read a really cucked article in The Guardian about how I learned to love my $95,000 in student debt. That is not good. No. no. Uh, Epstein follow-up. No. Financing Ooh. an asset seizure. I, you actually, because you asked me about that, and then I spouted off on it completely ignorantly. Finance an asset seizure? Yeah. I read an article. Well, okay. So Will asked me about it, and I said, what happens is when you go to a federal prison like that, they seize your assets right away. And I would assume that when he kills himself, they just keep them. But no. that's not true. Since he died without- Was he married? No. And he didn't huh. really have any family except for a brother. But so if you have because an he died, like, yeah, it kind of goes to his will or whatever. Now, it's complicated because people are starting to file civil suits against Epstein and the Epstein family, like trying to go at him that way since there's no criminal case anymore. Right. So they might be able to keep his assets in that case. But right now, like, they're still his property. It's still, they go yeah, to his no. closest kin. So that was the follow up to that. Okay. Yeah. That's why when you die, you have to have an executor and you need a will. Right. Because who boy. Oh, and then the other three things are from today when I was walking to the restaurant. Which were? Olaf and Elsa as Salvadorian women. Chinese <sighs> guy, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> These are just stray observations. Walking in the center lane of traffic instead of the sidewalk. Wow, you're the George Perec of shit. <laughs> I told you, uh, what's that George Perec book? I re- my first novel that I ever loved was a George Perec book. Wasn't it W? Uh, Q? No, I think it was, just, it was just called Things, A Story of the 60s. Sure. And it was about two hipsters that fell in love. And the majority of the book is just a description of the rooms they're sitting in, like object by object and texture by texture. Yeah, that's Pages and pages of description. So I learned that... I that feel like that list was more like... like like a list of jokes that Jerry Seinfeld was going to work on. Yeah, that's right. kind of yeah. that's kind of true. I mean, but the follow up in the article. Uh huh. Yeah, that's huh. fine. Yeah. But yeah, the other ones are just like things I thought were funny while I was mm. walking. Around. I could consult the list from last week too, but I think oh I already boy, talked about it on the list. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't know that the list was going to be. What are we doing? I was just curious. As to <laughs> I wanted to get behind the veil to oh. see what you two. I saw the actors of Stranger Things on the street. Right. Oh. Um, That's interesting. Are they tall? Oh, when we were at the Alamo Draft House, there was a girl that was sitting behind us when we were eating beforehand that had really long hair, like down to her back. And she was wearing high-waisted jean shorts, so there was sort of a gap between her shorts and her back, and her hair kept going down into it. Ew. And I discovered <laughs> that that was kind of like a special thing for me that I didn't know. 
a special thing? I feel like thing? that's like something I would make a painting of. <laughs> yeah. 100%. <laughs> where it's like, because my whole interest there was just like, I want to get stuff that there's nothing actually sexual or gross about this, but it's really titillating yeah. in lots of weird ways. Yeah. It yeah. was oh. just, it was just weird. It was like, I don't get ASMR, but it sort of was maybe the closest thing to that. Okay. Yeah. Where it was just like hitting a part of my brain and I was like, I can't stop thinking and looking at this. Right. Wait, did in the she food know? Hall? No, she definitely didn't know. Oh, it was okay. it was creepy of me to be keep <laughs> to be keep looking at it. <laughs> to be keep looking at it. <laughs> Wait. <sighs> but I could sort of pretend I was talking to you and not listen to what you said and just look at that. You do that anyway, it's fine. Yeah. How old was she? Of age, I don't Ev- but it wasn't appropriate probably. Oh, okay. If I'm being really honest, she's everyone, in her early twenties. Everyone was twenty three and up that yeah. day. Well. It was a Friday. <laughs> when people are older <laughs> i don't know there are only old people in the old uh food hall that, that is not true i saw all. no children i don't even remember where this was i'm so th- still thinking about it's the okay. shorts and the hair it now. doesn't matter no, yeah because it's disturbing that's a disturbing image no i'm into it yeah, i get fine. it i get it no i would definitely that's something i would write down i'd be like why am i thinking about this what why is this a particular thing yeah yeah well and i was thinking hard about it like does she not notice that that is happening like can she not can she not feel that maybe it, she does and she likes and it. she likes it or Ew. is she ignoring it yeah why I wouldn't mean, she just like have either of you ever had long hair yeah but not that long like if you if you had a ponytail and sometimes it hits like the back of your neck that can feel good yeah 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 you know no, Will is looking consternated right I'm now. I'm so confused by this idea. <laughs> no. Well, oh, like if you like swing it and it's just like. Yep. Ooh. Well, why don't you become bald pony guy? <laughs> Steven Seagal? <laughs> yeah. Why Please don't you, do it. Why don't <laughs> you Seagal it up? You need to just own it, man. No. It's and not then really go with your original name. Just Elmer it up? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's boy. not too late. It's not too late for you to have long hair and know what this feels like. I think it is. No. I think... Move to Florida. First of all. Become named Elmer again. I mean, I would start growing the hair first and then... (laughs) (laughs) So you're ready when you land. So, uh, you know, uh, I would have to arrange for my meth to be delivered to the airport in the cab. You don't even like cocaine. But I feel like if you're in Florida, you just land and there's meth. Meth and alligators. I don't know, man. There's a lot of things in Florida. There's a lot of things everywhere. You could have all that right now, including the alligator. What? <laughs> from the sewers? I got to go f- pluck them from the sewers and uh, get some meth. Oh, well. Florida for me, I was Disney Disneyland. And then when I went there on spring break, when I lived in New Orleans. You went to Florida for spring break? Yeah, but yeah, but it wasn't like we went to Daytona Beach and should have gone to like a phone party, but we didn't. We just like drove there. And I think that's when we went to the Olive Garden. Oh wow! It I'm all pretty comes sure. full circle. Yeah, I fully was gonna ask. Did you go to Daytona on your spring? Wow, what I was that like? Stoned. Okay. I was just stoned. We weren't even interested in alcohol. We just were smoking weed the whole time and wanted to go to the beach. I don't know why we ended up in Daytona. It certainly wasn't my idea, even the trip. But I would say uh. undergrad. I was just kind of like, if people came up with an idea, I was like, yeah, let's do that. Let's try that. <laughs> That's how I rolled. Well, I would still go to huh. D- Daytona Beach for spring break just to see what it was like. Even at this point. 
I think I would have way more fun now than I did, <laughs> to be honest. You think so? A hundred percent. Yeah. Why were you like a sad stoner? Uh, not all the time, but yeah, kind of, I was kind. Of, I was very like, like, oh, what's happening? I don't know. <laughs> I was so <laughs> confused about life. I'd been at like private girl school for thirteen years. Right. Went down to New Orleans. All of a sudden, in a co-ed situation with like football players. And then like guys hacky sacking outside, and then I fell in with the 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 people who smoke weed, and then we went to Daytona. Yeah, it, like I just I just was passive, and I kind of like I mean I wasn't super passive. I decided that those were the people that I wanted to hang out with. Right. But yeah, but it wasn't like super fun. I mean, we giggled, but it wasn't more than yeah. That. But you now I would have fun. Right, you weren't participating on the maybe the correct level. I think I was so filled with like like wonder. I was watching everything uh-huh. so much that I wasn't like in it. I was just like, "What is all oh, this?" <laughs> like stoned and eating cheese. It's in the corner. Like this is cool. Uh, kind of, yeah. But like all of life was like, oh. why is everybody doing this? But I mean, I felt that way at at my high school too. I was just like, why is everybody agreeing to all of this stuff all the time? Like the uniforms. Mm-hmm. As soon as I could remember. And then I was like, but who decided this? And then, but this is how we do it. And then I was like, but what if you don't want to do it that way? Like, who told you to tell us to do, you know? And I, it was, yeah, existential immediately. That was like the first half of my life, I think, was just me being like, what's happening? Why is everybody just doing all this stuff? Oh, so man. the idea of tradition, not appealing. No. Yeah, okay. I mean, not, I mean, now I find it like I get it or whatever. But at the time, it was always like it, everything seemed arbitrary to me all the time. I mean, because it, it is. Yes. I still agree with that. Oh, man. you. But you. Oh, that's so interesting to me. You never had a phase where you were just unquestioning. No. Oh, OK. Not that I can remember. I mean, there was times I would be like beat into submission where I was it was too annoying to be questioning stuff all the time because I'm sure I was annoying. So people were just like, just fucking do it, you know. Right. But yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. You hit that resignation thing with the uniform life and that whole system where you're just like, I could spend energy on. Oh, fuck it. I don't care anymore. Right. Like, and then you kind of do it, but then at the same time, I'm still like, this is still weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we're wearing these uniforms. <laughs> and then you just give your skirt a roll and life is good. Yeah. The shorter, the better. Uh, duh. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Why does that surprise you? I mean, maybe it shouldn't be surprising, but I was just not like that at all. You were just like, all right, I'll do it. Like, I, que- I never questioned anything in my life in a serious way until I was in my 20s. In your 20s? Yeah. Huh. And I have a lot of nostalgia for those days. You know, like a cipher in the Matrix. Ignorance is bliss. I miss being uncritical. So I can't imagine what an entire life lived critically would be like. That'd be very disorienting. It's much nicer now. Oh, no. Yeah, you've never been, like, repressed by things. Outside conditions of repression. You know, like systemic repression. Like traditional weird repression. If you get that in early, and you work it out either through therapy or but I mean, like too much. repression is not too. But I like everyone's repressed on some level well, yeah. in terms of like going to school and like getting on the bus. 
I listened to a podcast today where he was talking about how he sang on the bus like Joy to the World, the school burned down. <laughs> and it was just like this it was a whole song. And I think it ends with like that the 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 principal was like hanging by his neck. And Whoa. it's like, can you imagine like now anybody singing that that they would be like are you okay (laughs) oh yeah they would send a kid away but that was just like yeah school sucks we're going to this thing i don't know why we're doing it and that was like you know that guy was like slightly older than me right well it's not necessarily the why we're doing it but it's why we're doing it this way is always the weird question when you're just like why are we doing it that way right we're just like huh and then your little brain starts, to, that's when you start to like, you know, start to poke at the matrix and then you're like, nah, bro. Right. But I mean, like I was like at a Harvard factory. So they, it was just like, True. everybody was like, no, you have to do all of this stuff. And then I was like, but I don't, I don't even want to go to Harvard. So what about me? And then they're just like, no, but you just do it. And then I'm just like, <laughs> okay. And then it was like, even if I didn't do it, I was going to be fine. So there was like not, I don't know. It it was just very, I was just very, um, yeah, I was always questioning everybody all the time. <laughs> well, all the contradic- contradictions are immediately exposed in a situation like that. Like you have to do it, yet if you don't do it, you'll be fine. Right. It renders the pointlessness just right on the surface. They had, yeah. so they started the honor code when I was at school. Like they, they invoked the honor code, which was this whole thing that was like, if you get in trouble that you would have like a jury of your peers that would, uh, that would, you know, but then also that they trusted us to do everything in the honor code so that we were supposed to like, I try, like, I promise I won't cheat. I won't do this. I won't do that. So it was like that you had this notion that everybody was following the rules and everybody signed it. And then I think part of it was also that you would like, tell on people if they weren't following the honor code so i refused to sign the honor code i was like one of of three people and then i had to like go meet with the head of the upper school and explain my position and i was just like i will not tell on my best friend if i see them cheating so i can't sign this that's crazy you're just basically like asking everybody to be a hypocrite by signing this right and then they were like okay and wow. then I didn't have to sign it. And then the punishment I would have would be that I would just be punished by the teachers instead of having a jury of my peers. Like I wouldn't get the bonus of it. Fuck it. And, and everybody else signed it. Every Like it was me and like two other people that were just like, this is insane. I don't even know what the point of this is. Well, and in a way, especially in a fucking school situation with children, it's better to just get punished by the authority figure. Right. I know that's neither here nor there, but like a jury of your peers could really go the the other way too. Oh. It's not that they're necessarily going to protect. And you. then people would get in trouble, and then they wouldn't use the honor code anyway because right. it would be like it would be like kind of gross to use it on certain people, or like there would be like it was so messed up and it was so apparent, and I, it was like this is the kind of thing that I would get mad about in school. And then they wouldn't really have an answer. And then I was just like, why am I listening to anybody? This is all insanity. Also, at a certain point, like teachers are like, well, we got to find a fucking jury of these little. No, no, fuck it. No, you're in trouble. Go to detention. I'm not <laughs> assembling a squad of ladies to, you know, torch this one. Like, no. You cheated on your paper about, you know, 
the trial or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that'd be appropriate. Yeah, the scarlet letter looks plagiarized in your third <laughs> paragraph. Ladies, assemble. <laughs> Pre-internet. <we need> to <laughs> is this plagiarizing or is it not? Mm. I don't know. Fuck it. Oh, yeah. They were institutionalizing ratting on you. Yeah. Yeah. And then they were making it seem like we were like doing something honorable. Right. It does just reference like Ivy League honor code where like if you plagiarize, you get like strung out shot and then expelled. They're like prepping the people who are on that track. Like, no, it's that serious. Yes. Yeah. But if you're like, this is dumb. But then the sick part was that like once I left that high school, then it was like that still was like kind of in my bones. So then when I got to like other institutions, I was just like, wait, why isn't it like this here? (laughs) (laughs) I kind of internalized it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's the I mean, that is actually the point of the honor code contract. Right. Right. Is to get Mm -hmm. you to internalize like some bizarre sense of loyalty. Yeah. And also like perverse sense of justice yeah but it didn't make any sense no no well they're training they're training people for little saint james eventually you go on the plane and you don't rat it never ends little saint james jeffrey epstein's island Island. okay never ends yeah they're trying to get you to internalize it shouldn't end will like it's sick you won't get in trouble from authority figures, but we'll get you a jury of your peers, wink, wink. And you might get a nice deal in Florida. Right. <sighs> yeah. No. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> you were on to him right away. Nice deal in Florida. What? Never mind. Anyway. I just lost that one. That we one can we track. can stop if you guys want to. We can cut that out. <laughs> a lot of things oh you can, oh yeah did you call any edits you have any edits you want to call Do you have any edits it doesn't matter you can voice them but he'll i am the supreme you can authority. find no, the title of the entire episode and then do posts about it and he'll cut it out I for you know. oh but i was gonna tell okay but you can add as an addendum if yeah. you want to i don't even know if you care it's but not we were yet. talking about but only as an addendum to the podcast, because you don't want to have people turn off the podcast because it would be like a spoiler. But mm-hmm. I had some thoughts about Sharon Tate. In oh, yeah. Let's talk oh, about okay. this. This is good. That's good. Um, uh, what's it called? Once Upon a Time Once in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So I don't think the fact that sh- the character of Sharon Tate in that movie, the fact that she didn't speak, that was not a problem. But like the version of Sharon Tate in that movie I feel like it was written as everyone's imagined projection of what Sharon Tate's life was like and that it had nothing to do with what Sharon Tate's life actually was like. It's what we imagined it to be before her horrible death, right? Absolutely, because Because it was like she was dancing around you know she got to the part she was like happy in the car with roman polanski she got to the party she was like bouncing around i remember thinking specifically like she's bouncing a lot yeah <laughs> yeah she's, she's so bouncy she's holding michelle phillips hand mama Cass, and then they dance it and they're dancing and they're happy and then she go like i don't know if it's true that she went to go see her own movie but even if that is a true fact that they added into the movie, like the fact that she would be that kind of like naively starstruck by her own thing is it makes her like this very undynamic character. 
And as a woman watching that as like a representation of like an actress, it's like it's very undynamic is basically what it is. It's like a projection of who she is. And I think he did that on purpose, which is why I don't think it's sexist. Right. But um, the reality, like I'm reading this new book about Charles Manson and the reality is like there is a possibility, a strong possibility that Roman Polanski was super fucking mean to her. There's a possibility that the people that she died in the house with, she didn't want in the house. Like the story is that they were like friends and Roman Polanski was in Europe. So he wanted the, she didn't want to be alone in the house. So she had these friends there, but then there's like an alternative version of it where it's like those people, she actually hated them and wanted them to leave. But he was like, no, they're staying in the house. And it was this whole thing. And then I know it was like really hot the night she died and it was like she was not happy at that rest. You know, and in this movie, she just comes across as this like happy blonde protege. And it's so undynamic that it's kind of it comes across as like that. That's not anybody's life, even if you're beautiful and happy and successful. Right, right. But that. That I, all squ- that all squares with my experience of the movie in thinking that like she's just a stereotypical angel character, right? So yeah. I'm saying it's not sexist because that was done on purpose. Right. But right. I could see how people would like watch that performance and be like, "That's not a fucking woman. That's not how women or like that woman necessarily was," because it's this very vapid, empty character. Well, they're all vessels, but right. In but cinematic history, women have been empty vessels for too long. So to use her as a, a double empty, like n- Russian nesting doll vessel, not maybe that's where people are. Right. And but I mean, I also think because like in the end of this movie, she doesn't get killed. <laughs> it's like the more in this movie, it's like the more buildup of her perfection and then you're like, oh, God, you know, it's coming. It's just like her being happy in the movie theater becomes like that much sadder. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then it's like a little bit like this is a revenge movie because he's so into revenge. Right. That he's like getting the people that eventually got her. But it's not like a very interesting take on Sharon Tate. Yeah, I think that's all. I think that's yeah. all fair enough. Yeah. I, I think taken as part of like Tarantino's uh latter day like oeuvre that's where it's interesting because he keeps doing all these alternate history movies like so sharon tate gets to be an angel and gets to survive like what would the world have looked like if that were the case but she was never an angel regardless of whether or not that's the reality but like he does the same thing in django where like django's a slave that gets revenge on all the slave owners and in this like really grand fashion in a way that never really happened right or like in world war ii the jews get to kill hitler and that never really got to be but okay but and maybe in that one he got i mean i haven't seen that movie but then you're saying that he got revenge sharon tate's just like she looked out. She's just like at the house next door, just being like, la la la, like everything's great. And I, I got like, actually like, yeah. and even Roman, you know, they are, uh, there's like this adoration of Roman Polanski who is like actually like a horrific person. A bad dude. It felt like they went to great pains to make sure he wasn't in the movie very much. Mm. Like it seemed like deliberately avoided rather than dealt no, with like, one way or another. Like, Ooh, Roman Polanski lives next door. Right. Ooh, you know, well, wasn't, well, I mean, I guess that was, Hold on, wasn't the guy who was cast as Roman Polanski that Emil Hirsch? I couldn't even tell you. I feel like he was in the background of shots. I don't remember seeing him. Emil Hirsch is a. I just remember seeing him when he was wearing the Austin. The Austin Powers. Powers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Fair. Yeah. 
I think, yeah, I think it was Emil Hirsch. He's not a great dude. Yeah. What would happen? Well, but I see what you're saying. I actually would, based on this conversation, like I would actually say, yes, that probably is like kind of a sexist undertone to the movie in that it focuses on the male characters that live next door for whatever reason. Right. It, it would have been a very different thing if Sharon Tate had some agency and they do come to murder her, but she's, you know, she's the Brad Pitt character that's tripping on acid and kills them right. or whatever like give give her the active role in her own survival which is what Django gets which is what the Jews get in Inglorious Bastards etc and then which also, is what the bride right. gets in Kill Bill like but and then also you know. in this movie it's like she's everything about her is portrayed in this way and then like the reality is like she was probably in this like horrific slightly abusive marriage and then she was the one who pr- like probably <laughs> she was the last person to die during the murders Wow. She watched everybody oh. else get murdered, and then she got murdered at the end. I mean, Not if she didn't t- like them, though, I mean, she's probably like, yes, got theirs. What? Like, if she was the last one, she hated them, and this other retelling, she's probably like, thank God. Uh, no, I mean, probably, that's definitely probably what I'm thinking probably. if I'm in a room full of murders, is fuck <laughs> those guys. Hell yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah take yeah, them yeah. out. Fuck like, them. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that one, yeah, cut his dick off. Yeah, I don't that was a, a whole new take. It's <laughs> <laughs> like another layer. <laughs> she's like, oh, thank God, murder showed up. You should have talked to Tarantino before he took this on. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. No, it just Hi, made Quinn. her seem extraordinarily vapid yeah 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 yeah. that's true yeah but that was that was just my addendum that was good no everyone's looking at me okay uh, i'm re i'm (laughs) oh that's the sound of the gong (laughs) now at the sound of gong on npr's uh you're introducing a new show (laughs) at the very end (laughs) this has been this is his outro (laughs) this this has been the upper east side green and lewis excursion Please join us next time slumming with the roaches at our usual studio location. We will not have guest hosts probably until a week from now, but we greatly appreciate our Do very special s- guest, Ulrika Anderson, for joining us and doing Foley. Thank but not you, Foley. guys. Thank I you. loved being here <laughs> at my house, <laughs> in my room. But did you love, you know, being here and family in La Italia? Um, when we're here, we're family. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, no, we're all family here. That's uh, the new slogan. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Cut Gross. that. <laughs> <laughs> There's your edit. You got one. You get one edit. All right. Okay, we're done. Bye. <laughs>